Zach. Oh, we finally got it. Finally here. Finally here. So 50 episodes later, and you're my first <laughs> <laughs> episode of the podcast. <laughs> Should I cut that out? Oh, probably. No, 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 I, no, no, no. After 50 stay. episodes, people have realized I'm a liar. Yeah. <laughs> so you're episode 50. I'm honored to have you on, man. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. You're lucky I cleared time on my schedule. <laughs> As an HVAC tech, you have plenty of time, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. So update me on uh, what have you been doing since episode one? Uh, I wasn't working in HVAC in episode one. You were right? still in school, right? Uh, yeah, I was still in school. That was almost a year ago. That's it was almost a year? Well, I mean, 50 episodes. Since I mean, it's like eight Nine months. October was when I first started. I got adjust this thing. October was my very first episode. Uh, yeah, and I didn't start. I didn't start in uh, HVAC until late December, like literally like the twenty eighth of December. I think it was my first day. Okay, so yeah, ten been, months. Yeah, so wow. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so I'm working in HVAC now, industrial ammonia refrigeration. How's that been going? Uh, you know, it's a lot. It's cool though. I feel like I've doubled my knowledge on anything HVAC since I started for sure at least so I don't think people realize how intense HVAC actually is I mean oh, like yeah. how you can just kind of like you know get a leak and just die <laughs> well yeah when you're working with ammonia yeah exactly well I mean any any refrigerant you will can, kill you, you right can look you, at me man if you want I was just thinking I'm like looking I'm like gonna look at the monitor sorry sorry <laughs> you look like I'm this. not gonna I'm just gonna look at you like this whole time <laughs> I mean, um, I, I mean, you could be autistic if you need. No, to, okay, okay. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> um, you think that me, no, 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 no. You don't have enough people listening to offend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zing, zing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I work with ammonia. Um, NH three. What's H three? NH three is just oh, like that like company. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this H three, um, like it's a, a location. No, no, no. no. Um, so yeah, I work with about a hundred thousand pounds of um, ammonia refrigerant, and uh, ammonia is incredibly deadly um, at pretty small parts per million, um, as far as being you know in the atmosphere in, in what you're breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a lot less dangerous than some things because you can also smell it at very very like at about two parts per million. You can smell it very strongly. So What's it smell like. Uh, it's somebody guess, once explained it to me. They said it smells like, like a a copy shop, like a you know what I'm talking about, like a uh, like you, paper, like kind of well, like paper that just came out of a copier, huh? Which is weird, and it kind of makes sense. It's kind of musty. Well, so uh, whenever we were we first moved here a while back, yeah, I was paper out with my parents. Oh yeah, and so they throw it from the Star Telegram. They yeah. throw all those newly printed papers on there. It's similar. The to that. worst smell. Yeah, it is. It's like you you. End the shift. So we would get we'd get to the place at like three o'clock in the morning, three thirty in the morning, whatever. Um, load up hundreds of bundles of papers, and it's fresh off the print in, the, in a small van. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, so yeah. I completely agree. well. It, and the only reason it smells like that is because ammonia is the last process the paper goes through. Uh, it actually has ammonia in it. Um, I could have died. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, but no. So it's it's you can smell it at, at very low concentrations um so that means if you can smell it you can smell from pretty far away and it's usually Mm -hmm. not an issue um 
you know, you'll just be walking, you know, where, where I work, it's industrial, right? So it's a big factory and I have, you know, I'll walk by a valve or something up on the roof and I'll get hit with, you know, a really strong smell. My eyes burn, feel like I can't breathe for a second. And that's it. Like it's maybe 10 parts per million. It's you not kind of just barely die. No, you, I mean, <laughs> you could stick your face in and it wouldn't even affect you. We, at, that, whole, at that level no at oh, that at level two, at two parts per million well at 10 parts per million i mean really up to like huh. 100 parts per million and 100 parts per million you're like really um you'll really smell it and it'll affect you but you can be around 100 parts per million eight hours a day 40 hours a week um and and not have any long-term side effects from it so you can be it doesn't get really dangerous until you get past hmm. even really dangerous is a kind of a Maybe not true. It's not really dangerous, even at 500 parts per million when it can when it feels like it's, you know, burning your eyes out and stuff like that. It's not it's not actually going to hurt you until it gets higher than that. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of and obviously you take a lot of precautions as far as PPE and and, um, and and you jumped into commercial refrigeration. That was the bigger one for you, because you you last time we talked, you went we were talking about getting all these jobs and all your buddies getting all these jobs. And you, know, you got job offers left and right. But yeah. It wasn't exactly what you wanted price wise. Um, but you wanted to hold out for in a, in a commercial HVAC job. industrial, yeah, industrial. yeah, yeah. So, um, which is freaking smart. Well, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I don't want to go into like too specific of a of, you know pay ranges and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that came out of school, you know, the same school I you know went to came out of school and were making fourteen or fifteen bucks an hour, and that just wasn't acceptable, right? You know, I have two kids now and a wife and. Um, we were both working at the time, so I wanted to go into something that could just replace, at least replace what I was making mm-hmm. currently. Um, and that was pretty much the way I could do it is working in commercial. And, and a big thing about um, commercial refrigeration and residential versus industrial is um, one is there's a lot of travel, right, for both of those. You're driving around and you get your own truck. You know, it's all paid for, so it's not that big a deal. For um, industrial? For, no, 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 for commercial and in, in, general. in, in residential. Oh, okay. In general, you're traveling a lot, right? Like if I'm going to, yeah. especially residential, I'm going to have to be going to somebody's house, driving yeah. out to blah, blah, blah. And commercial, you're driving out to job sites, and that's especially where you drive a lot. You know, a lot of guys I know are driving to Oklahoma, Louisiana, Kansas. They're driving, like, far to get these big jobs. Um. And they pay okay, right? Like yeah. you're, you're getting a lot of hours, you're getting a lot of experience, especially with commercial. Um, and commercial, one reason I didn't love commercial, and I and I thought about it, I talked to a lot of commercial companies, um, is when you're working commercial jobs, usually you're an installer, so you're installing these big um, units on top of you know commercial buildings, right? Um, and you're just kind of installing. You're not doing maintenance. You're not doing. Um, you know, as far troubleshooting, things like that, you're just putting a unit on top of a roof, connecting it. Everything else is kind of already there for you. You're doing just a lot of installing. Yeah. Residential, you're doing mostly troubleshooting and some installing, right? You're, you're going to somebody's house. Why, you know, why is it hot in my house? Well, I don't know. That's our job, right? So, um, and I, I don't mind doing either of those things. I do that kind of on the side still sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We did. <laughs> yeah, I texted you the other day. <laughs> I texted you the other day. You're like, hey, I'm over here in Cleaver doing this. Uh, and I was like, man, screw you. Like, I asked you to do that at my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The difference is, is the person that called me over in Cleaver and asking for me to help was, uh, 
they needed me basically all i ended up doing was like replacing filters and oh. and clearing stuff out i wasn't oh. putting in a, i wasn't installing a unit you're like hey can you put in a can you do a <laughs> whole hvac system yes. in my house you and, said yes you dummy you know, i mean i'm not hurt not, I'm not apparently hurt. yeah because <laughs> i found a good deal you did it, i mean whatever it's probably actually basically what i would have charged probably, you actually yeah. um, they, they would have done a better job yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, well i mean i was just honest like i just don't yeah. i mean I, I didn't want to do it either yeah we were replacing <laughs> an entire system yeah. and things like that. that's a whole you know if i was working a residential then i could do that within a few months of working residential yeah. but i mean you know it, it is a lot and like i said i you know I, I went industrial and it's just a lot different i mean it's all the same components right it's all you know it's it's funny because it is all the exact same stuff it's just you know my compressor you know the compressor in your house on your in your you know condensing unit is the size of like a watermelon and the ones i work on it you know where i work or you know they're like 14 feet long and they weigh oh, like wow. 25 tons and you know what i mean mm. and like our condensing you know our condenser is 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 like the size of a building you know what mm. i mean like and there's four of them you know so it's yeah. like it's just it's all the same components just on a much larger scale um which makes it easy for some things and harder for other uh -huh. right i mean you know changing out you can't just put a new compressor in yourself you know what i mean like <laughs> we have to you know have people come out and it's a whole ordeal you know well what i, what I like about everything that you've done the past 50 episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh is ac is profitable like hvac yeah. is profitable and for anybody who's actually looking for a job that like you can go to school for it's a tech job yeah um a certificate um you're making Good money. When I say good money, you're starting out with like what a nurse would make, but yeah, yeah, for half the schooling, for nine months of schooling, yeah. yeah, 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 and it's and it's not and it's not like these kind of jobs are hard to get. Yeah, I mean, especially especially you know in the DFW where we're at. I mean, there's just so where I work within like ten or fifteen blocks of where I work. There's there's thirty or forty industrial job. I mean, industrial. Um, sites right i mean there are all these different factories all these different and all they're those popping people, up all over the place everywhere and they and there's just there is a turnover rate because it is you know i work 12 hours every shift um right now i'm even working nights and i'm about to go back to days and stuff so i'm working overnight 12 hours a day it's a you know there's a lot of stuff to keep up with you're always busy it is it's not for everybody right yeah, there's a definitely. lot of people that come and go but if you're willing to just get used to it and and kind of understand what you need to do um to be successful i mean there's there's so much money to be mm -hmm. made and not just in in working for one company like you know you, people that contract to these you know we call them contractors all the time we have our own refrigeration department right with 10 people but we call in contractors <laughs> all the time just get spilled <laughs> Beer in my eye. oh that burns yeah it's that citrus in there huh oh that burns that's good Oh. You have two eyes for a reason. Should I cut this out? Probably not. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> was, what I was trying to say was you work for a well-known company. Yeah. Like, it's a very big company uh, yeah. in, in, across across the nation. Yeah. If not across world. Across the world. World. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so my, my whole point. Oh, God dang it. Uh, oh, that one. That was a good one. My whole point of all, all this was like... Uh, to put it into perspective, as an EMT, I was, uh, after seven years, I was making fifteen dollars an hour. 
that's crazy. <laughs> After seven years, it's crazy. Um, and that's across like most EMTs will make that much if you work in private EMS. You have to be mm-hmm. firefighter. Even paramedics will start. Not that much, but yeah, <laughs> like four or five dollars more extra an hour. And that's that's it. Yeah. So after a long time, after years and years and years as a paramedic, you can make upper twenties. Yeah. Dollars an hour, but that's yeah. after a long time as a medic. Yeah. You coming out of school, you waited. You got a really good job. Yep. Only after nine months. Yep. And though, yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. No. But if you're looking to get your family out of poverty, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, and yeah. like I was saying, there's I mean, there's just no shortage of jobs, right? Yeah. And there's never going to be a shortage of jobs. That's the important thing. Yeah. In fact, I was telling you a few months ago, we were talking about um, um, factory closings and things like that. And um, there's a factory in, uh, uh, I think it's in Kansas. Um, and the same company I work for. Um, they had a, a really tragic accident. They had a, a um, an explosion um from some kind of chemical i don't know all the details on it. some chemical explosion that happened and it, and it um, killed a couple of people and, and hurt a lot of people and it basically leveled part of a facility um and the crazy part is is that my um one of my co-workers went up there to get some training because um, we do a lot of our training up in in arkansas kansas a lot of different areas but they do a lot of training um and he went up there and uh, went to this facility that, that had this accident. And he, when he went, I think it was five years, four years after the, I think it was four, three or four years after the, the um, accident happened. Mm. Nobody had been working um, in that factory um, as far as producing anything for our company, right? Like, you know, food or whatever they were, whatever they were producing. Um, and he went up there and the refrigeration team was still working. And so he was working with those guys and talking to them and stuff. And he's like, they all told him like, we hadn't missed a day of work. Hmm. Because we're, we're, this factory isn't going to be opened again, um, and it hasn't been open for the past four years. But we haven't missed a day of work because we still have to stay here and keep all these um, units running. Have all do they use the units elsewhere or something? Like why are they why do they got to keep the units running? Well, because because it's eventually going to be up and running again, and they don't know who for. Uh, it could be for my company, it could be from another company. But there's so much. It was such a big. Huh. Um, facility that they just kept them running and they stayed there and worked maintenance and worked refrigeration um the entire time or every day there was and there was nobody there they were the only people in the whole factory they still stayed there and kept things running so like stuff like that even like you know there's just such job security in that and and i can be you know down the line and i've already gotten a lot of certificates and a lot of different training and things like that but i mean there's there's just instant job offers if I didn't have to you, work here. If you I can make like six figures in this job, can't you? Oh, yeah. 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 Big time. Yeah. yeah. Like how easy would it be to make six figures? I mean, it's really just a time thing, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you, you know, where we like there's all there's levels to all the training and things yeah. like that. But I mean, within a within five years and you have all your training done, you're on top of it. And a lot of it has to do with who who's doing it. Right. Because mm-hmm. if if you don't want to put in the time and the effort and the annoying your supervisors to get you in training and things like that, like it just won't happen. And some people do that. I mean, I know somebody I work with has been there for 14 years. Um, it just isn't really that much higher level wise than mine as far as his um, training goes. He obviously makes a lot more than I do because he's been there forever. Um, but his training level isn't that much higher than mine. And he's and and it's just because he just isn't interested in necessarily being 
anything more. Anything more. He yeah. just he's the lead technician and he's and he's a genius. That is there's nothing against him. He is so, so, yeah. so smart. I mean, there's just the most random our your system is so big and there's so many components to it. Like it's so hard to start to even comprehend a lot of what's happening and what could be causing problems, mm. things like that, troubleshooting. And you just ask him off the top, like, hey, this numbered valve over here on this side of the roof, and where does that go to? He's like, well, it goes to this unit, this unit, this unit. That's it, you know, it's a surge tank over here. And you're just like, what? like okay. Yeah. It's just stuff that he just has down. Um, and he, but he just doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be management. He yeah. doesn't want, I mean, understandably, like, I, I understand a lot of that. Um, so he just, is just the smartest guy there and he just wants to be a technician. It, it, it's very in-depth and I think people forget how like hard it can be. Like yeah. just because you get a tech job, uh, what, the, what most of society has painted with these type of tech jobs is that you're just dumb. Mm. But it's like not even yeah. close. Like I'm dumb. I have a bachelor's degree. and I'm an EMT. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who's not making what you're making currently after nine months of yeah. schooling and I've got I don't know how many years of schooling now at this point. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's like one of those things that, it, you know, I did I did wait and stuff after I got out of school. I had a lot of job offers, yeah. and I just you played it smart. Yeah, I just wasn't really happy with what people were getting paid yeah. out of school, so I just waited, and then I just randomly got a call um, from one of the um, people at school I went to, uh, one of the like job placement people. I was like, hey, you know, I don't know if you'd be willing to drive over here to do this. I was like, well, maybe, you know. Like, we'll see how it works. And then she's like, they usually start at this. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm very interested now. You know what I mean? So um, it just having me, you know, not just settling for any job. Because I knew that I you know, knew what I wanted to make. And I knew what I was interested in, um, which I think is a big thing. You know, like, I wasn't really as interested in working residential. Because I just don't want to crawl up an attic. I don't want to crawl up an attic. When friends call you now, you can say, no, I'm, I'm industrial. Yeah. Like, I don't do residential. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't, you know, I wasn't interested in, in having to deal with people all that much either, really. Just yeah, like yeah. strangers, having to be in people's houses. And it just it just wasn't what was interesting to me. But learning these, like, incredibly complicated, huge, like, overwhelmingly large systems and things like that. And, and dealing with a lot of different types of troubleshooting problems. But not having to, you know, I go to the same place every day when I go to work. I don't have to worry about you know, driving across, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and driving everywhere, doing all these different jobs. Mm-hmm. I just have that stability and I have a schedule and I have, you know, yeah. everything kind of laid out, which is, well, so all and there's some people that don't want that. There's some people yeah. that definitely don't want to just have the same nine to kind of five. So your experience is what taught me one, you know, degrees aren't going to get your job because I think it's over half of the population who has a degree right now. that can't get a job. I don't, I don't know the exact status, but it's very it's difficult. I know a lot of people with a bachelor's, and that was they got a bachelor's years ago and they still can't get yeah. a job like the bachelor's is really nothing nowadays yeah. it's either you got to get a master's or phd or you have to get a very specific type of bachelor's yeah and then you are, are working nine months and you have a, a wonderful fulfilling job and then also that, that brings you back to like poverty like we were in the like me i was in the poverty level for a long time oh yeah absolutely <laughs> or yeah. at least poor like yeah. very poor for a very long time um the same thing i you know married two kids yep. uh it was very difficult but it taught me a lot. And so I'm yep. very, very, very happy that I did all that. Yep. But it kind of brought me to the next conclusion, which is I think that poverty is heavily a mindset. So even though, and I, I know that rings a lot of like offensive bells to people, but I think that if you have the right mindset, you can get out of anything. Yeah. I think time and time again, we've seen that. And we're looking at, you know, you, like if you're in the most dire circumstances, if you're able to just dedicate a few months yeah. to do an HVAC job, 
yeah, or HVAC school, you can jump into two, three tax brackets above yeah. what you were just in. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think poverty is a mindset, or do you think it's actually outside circumstances? I mean, like it's not just one or the other, right? Like I think, I think to some extent, um, definitely not painting a broad brush. I get that. No, of course, no, of course not, because that's just not how the world works, right? Mm. I mean, it's not, you know. I mean, and as somebody, like you said, I mean, I'm, you know, you know, I mean, I there, I spent most of my years growing up, I mean, w- like very poor. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like very, very, very poor. Um, and and for me, um, I, my, I've never been. I don't know how to put this. I've never been necessarily. Um, super obsessed with the thought of just constantly making as much money as I possibly can make. Right. And, and that's, that's true, but it's also not true at the same time. Right. Because I, I always, everybody always wants to make more money. That's, yeah. I mean, you know, this is America, right? So, um, you're always chasing something. Um, and I think for me, what I, what I struggled with trying to figure out my career for the past, you know, seven years um yeah because you you went ems too for a minute you're like hey i'm exactly. gonna be this guy oh no you don't like yeah. you're gonna be dirt poor <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so so I, for me i like you said i i you know i did the ems route i went that way um and quickly realized like oh no this is kind of garbage um <laughs> and i did a bunch of different so i did rain i did just like useless stuff right to, to a lot of people but what i did learn through all that is that it was important what I did every day and not necessarily the kind of money I was making. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, That's why you have people quitting or making six figures because they hate their job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so for me, when I, um, I guess I'll give kind of more of the, the backstory of this, and this is kind of, this is an important part of it. Um, I was kind of in a position where I just kind of felt lost. Like I didn't really know um, what I wanted to do coming out of, um, EMS and there was a lot of revelations through that of just like um, uh, problems I had and things like that and and I'm, my dad took me out to dinner one night randomly um, which I also had on the podcast Rick yes great podcast yes by the way. absolutely that was fantastic um, and and he um, took me out to dinner and uh, we were just kind of talking, and he was like, "Okay, so I have a I have a question for you." And I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> if you know my dad, that's a problem." Right? Um, uh, he goes, "He was, do you do you want help finding a career?" And um, at this point, I was working a job with my wife, and we were making okay money, but we were both working. We had a kid at the time, um, and it was just kind of one of those we were just doing it to get by, right? And, um, and I was struggling with, um, just the, the thought of having to find a career, right. And that's Mm -hmm. just terrifying. Um, (laughs) and so I, um, I told him like, yeah, I like, I want, I want to find a career. I want to find something, um, meaningful that I'm interested in, um, that I can, um, pursue. And, um, and if you listen to that podcast, right, he's, he's, um, director of education for Lincoln tech university or university Lincoln tech, um, tech school. And, um, so he, uh, he was like, um, I have two options for you. He said, okay. And he goes, 
I have friends and he's a he's a machinist for forever. And he's like, I have a lot of connections with Bell Helicopter here in the DFW. Um, great union job. They'll start you at 20 something an hour. You'll make good money. You'll be in a union healthcare. They have healthcare mm-hmm. on premises. Like, you you know, it's like as a whole, it's a good job. Um, and he goes, but you'll be a machinist. Right. And I and I had done some machinist work with my dad before. You know, he had his own business. I've, I've been in that lifestyle, but it never really interested me, you know. Um, and he goes, or you can come to school, um, and you can get, uh, you know, some kind of, you know, de- you know, degree, right. It's not really, degree, but it's or whatever. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of certifications, but it's also, you're getting certified through like nationally certified, yeah. um, programs. Right. Um, and I was like, well, that, you know, that sounds cool, but like, what do I do? Like what? there's a lot of different programs, you know, there's welding, there's diesel mechanics, mm-hmm. there's HVAC, there's, um, CNC, which is my, you know, the, the machining part of it that my dad kind of built that program, which is the backbone of pretty much the nation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I was like, I just don't know if I want to do CNC, you know, cause I kind of assumed that I was talking about, and he's like, well, don't do CNC. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what's, what is the program that you would tell me unbiasedly what to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and he was like HVAC, he was like HVAC's away. He goes HVAC's away to make the most money. Um, and he told me CNC is same way. You make a lot of money being a machinist, right? But there's it's a lot more difficult, and it's a lot different. And he's like, if you're just not interested in CNC, then you're not interested in it, right? And um, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm interested in HVAC either. And he goes, okay, well, just just come have a conversation with the with the director of that program, and see if it's something that you could find interesting, right? And um, so I went and talked to, to uh, Earhart, which is the, the director of the program, just a really smart guy, really, really, really successful guy. Um, and, you know, kind of decided that was a way to go. So um, and so I think it's like you're saying, it's, I know we're just obviously skipping all kinds of stuff, but the, the, <laughs> the poverty mindset, right, um, is I didn't know how this, this would work out. Like, would this be another ems school right of just going and doing something for nine ten months and then realizing this is garbage i don't Mm want to do it um but i was committed to the fact of like i got a family um and if this is something that i could even make myself a little interested in then i'm going to pursue it you know and i did pretty quickly realize like it was something that was very interesting to me right it's a lot of science it's a lot of chemistry it's a lot of stuff that i was already interested in and um and so I just decided to go ahead and go through with it. And and for me, the the hardest part was waiting for a job because mm. I was just so ready to have a career. And there was just so many times people were tempting, you know, it was tempting to take a job for the money that I didn't really necessarily want, but it was a job. I can yeah. get in somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, and I just felt, I felt like I was almost being lazy for waiting. Like, you know what I mean? Huh. Just being complacent. Um you know, like, cause like, like I said, I was making good enough money. Like we were living fine. It was never, you know, we were never really, you know, financially in, in trouble or anything like that. And I was doing okay, you know, and I didn't want to, um, jump into a new career, not knowing what was kind of around the corner. Um, even though that's what I've been going to school for, for, you know, nine months. So, um, anyways, I just did it. And I think for me, the mindset wasn't necessarily to, to make as much money as possible. 
Yeah, I, but there's. I wanted to make yeah. the money that I wanted to make, but I didn't. And be comfortable. And be comfortable. And not to worry about the next paycheck. And and also, yeah. I still and I you know again, I I'm not like I've been at this company for ten years, but I've been here for for eight months now, nine months, and and I and I realize um, that like I still go to work and I'm still excited, right? And I'm still not. Huh. Not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, this is going to be a garbage day. I know it is. You know, I'm going to have to go do something I don't want to do. Uh-huh. But I still, I'm still learning things. I think that's really important um, for me because I just like to learn, right? So I'm, every day I go into something and and right now for a bunch of reasons, but I'm basically running a shift by myself with, with one other guy and I'm I'm the lead technician for the shift. And I've been, I have not been there long enough to basically have that kind of responsibility. Right, we're back. Okay, we're back. A little technical difficulty. Techni- we'll call that technical difficulty. <laughs> Gosh dang it, they don't call me. No, it's, it's, it's my brother, and I screwed up by not hitting Do Not Disturb on my phone. Mm-hmm. By the way, also on this podcast, so we're 50 episodes in. I've done audio this entire time, and we've talked about yeah, how we've even talked about it. difficult video podcasting is. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely whole other ball game, ball game. And while I was researching... You know price points and and how to actually do a video podcast. I found out that you know iPhones or or the mm-hmm. galaxies have 4K 60 frames per second, which is what you need for a quality podcast. Or that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah. We'll see. This since the first video, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but like the next two episodes I have are, are Zoom calls that works on my computer, which yeah. sucks. But uh, yeah, with an iPhone, you can stream these, whether it be online or YouTube or whatever. Um, for a fraction of the cost, for the, like a digital SLR. So oh, I'm yeah. kind of curious on, on how this is going to be. This is kind of an, ex- an experiment. Yeah, uh, if you're watching I, this in 260p right now, it didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> 260p. Oh, yeah. So I'm uh, both of these are streaming at 4K at 30 fame, frames per second because I have the option for 60. Um, but I didn't want it to be like 10 hours to upload to YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all an experiment. We'll see. So uh, what were you saying? Oh, who knows? Um, not that important. <laughs> Um, no, I was just saying going this kind of process going through school and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. and, and as far as it relates back to kind of the poverty mindset, right. Is, is for me, I've never really, um, my main focus of school and getting a career and stuff was not necessarily based on what can I make the most money at? Cause I'm sure there's plenty of things I could do that I can make more money at. Right. As far as, um, even in even in this field, like the job I'm working on now, there's other places I can go right now and make more money. Mm. Um, but I like the people I work with. I like the kind of um, you know for the most part, right? Um, <laughs> I kind of like what's what's going on and what and how how they do things um, in my job. And so I'm perfectly happy with the job I make or the the money I'm making and the job I have. And um, yeah, I'm still waiting to consult for you, man. Come on. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I actually have more news on that i guess um are you able to say it no probably not oh, um <laughs> so um Which, I, I will kind of back up like what I, what that is about because mm-hmm. uh my bachelor's is a specialty in emergency disaster management yeah. it's in public health of course and uh it's all about like it, it's geared towards becoming a, a fema dude right <laughs> you you walk into these disaster scenarios and you just say hey this is what we're gonna do which is kind of funny because all you really ever do is just follow an outline. Mm-hmm. They teach you the outline and then you follow the outline. Uh, and so what I found is that as a lot of companies don't know Jack about what to do during a disaster. And that's family household as well. Yep. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of funny, but like we're so in, we're, we're, we're so into 
again, allowing the government to show us what to do and how to do it in a, in a disaster scenario that if the government isn't prepared for it, then it's always their fault. Yeah. But there was a very interesting study that they did during the, I think it was the, not the Hiroshima, not, not the nukes, the, uh, uh, the Fu- Fukushima, Fukushima, yeah. Fukushima, where they had the nuclear meltdowns with the monsoon or the hurricane, mm-hmm. I forgot which one it was. Um, and they found that the, the places that knew each other, like the, the neighbors that knew each other, had a drastically different mortality, a lower mortality rate than urban air environments. Like those are the big cities and areas that did not have a strong community actually fared far worse in, in mortality. So the conclusion they came to, which it was a pretty broad uh, study, was that the cities that know their neighbors will have a greater chance of survival in a disaster. It had zero to do with the government yeah. and and their resources. Because, like, again, you have a fire department, and, you know, in this city we have, I think, three or four departments, um, and each shift carries this is a five, a three-man crew, four-man, four-man crew uh, for the fire department. and then, Well, I guess it would be a six-man crew if you include the ambulance. Uh, so you have a six-man crew, and if you have an entire disaster, they're automatically out-resourced. But if you have everybody talking to each other already, and you have, okay, like, I know that my neighbor can't walk, so I'm going to go help them. And, I, okay, I know that uh, a tree's down right now. Well, I have the tools to fix that. So if, yep. they're, if they're trapped, so on and so forth. So the, it just kind of goes on. So all I had to say was uh, get to know your neighbor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. just know your area, know your community. And we're so not about knowing our community. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you think you think now, like, with how many disasters we've had, and it's increasing every year. Year over mm-hmm. year, we're having more and more disasters. Uh, you think that by now we'd understand that, but we don't. Yeah. We don't want to talk to people. Like, no. I'm kind of with them, though. I mean, why talk to people? <laughs> yeah, no, I get I that. I have that balance, though. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That being said, like, with your company, like, just they don't have that. No, they don't have that. They don't have. <laughs> yeah. They think they have those those necessary um, steps in place yeah. and those those bases covered. But just, I mean, I've been, you know, uh, you know, we have hazmat teams, which is us which is refrigeration we are the hazmat yeah because because we're the people who know chemicals know ammonia right because i mean that's that's the number one thing that can go wrong we um it's either ammonia or it's going to be boilers right boilers scare me way more than ammonia does yeah i hate working on them they're terrifying (laughs) they're like it's just it's just terrifying um it's just too many bad stories with boilers blowing up and things like that i mean i don't know i've told you this before like if we had a boiler explosion um like the door that on the front of the boiler that's like you know it's obviously really heavy it's uh, you know a few tons um it'll blow like there's a story in can or in um arkansas where a boiler blew up and it launched the door through the concrete wall of the facility and ended up six blocks away from oh my gosh yeah yeah it's like the crazy i mean there's like it's just they're they're terrifying um and so and on top of that every boiler you run into is like 50 years old because like boilers last forever um and it is better now there's not nearly as many as there used to be like it used to be a regular occurrence for them to blow up but i mean there's enough safeties and things like that on them now and electronics that help that but yeah. <laughs> it is scary right so there's ammonia is our number one thing we worry about as far as hazmat teams um, and we're all ha- we all have to be hazmat trained um, and we have to be prepared to go into a scenario with enough ammonia that'll kill you in, in minutes. Um, 
And we have all kinds of hazmat protocols and things like that. But it's for me, it's it's always and I've been in all these meetings and talked to these people and had because and it really really only happened. I'm only a bigger part of it because of my EMS experience, mm-hmm. right? And even though there's like no EMS experience, I just <laughs> went to school, right? Yeah, but just going better, to school. It's better on paper than yes, somebody else. Exactly, exactly. Go to school, being exactly. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as they found that out, they're like, "Okay, cool, you can be, you know, a big part of our hazmat team." Are, like, are they okay. uh, like every? So the company I worked for before, they're all about slips, trips, and falls, right? Oh yeah. Are they all about that too? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Why? Why is that such a thing? Because people get hurt all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know, I mean, but like maybe if you just took care of your health, you wouldn't get hurt all the time. Well, that's what's hilarious. Like, so they're all about slips. I, I okay. Let me back up a little. Go bit. ahead. Go ahead. They're all about slips, trips, and falls. But when you look at the majority of the population who works at some of these factories, they are some of the most unhealthy people you'll find. So of oh, course, yeah. so like there was, there's a story. Um, the safety and health director at this company I worked for before, uh, was, I think he was the regional, like the Southwest regional uh, safety and health director. This mofo was like 350 pounds, mm. and while he's giving a safety and health meeting to like a, a very uh is i guess is i guess is a very big meeting for other regional directors he just kind of knocked his chair out from him and broke his back yeah that is, while he's in the meeting that is and so it was an event that they had to log so like you know every factory that you go yeah. in yeah. it's always like this many days without yep. Yep. Uh, an event yeah <laughs> but this this guy he's he's teaching people about how to not slip trip and fall and because he's overweight yeah. and fat, yeah. he kicks his his uh, chair off from underneath him and falls just like while standing and like breaks his back. So he gets workman's comp and stuff like. So it's like, yeah, like everybody's all about these slips, trips, and falls, and trying to be safety and health. But yeah. they're not going to incorporate any type of health plan that's going to help you lose weight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it is that is how it works. I mean, we you, our um, our refrigeration team actually is pretty recognized as far as our safety goes. We've been like six years without an incident um, through the refrigeration, you know, with our refrigeration team, which is pretty unheard of. Nice. Um, as far as um, even, you know, they, they classify them, right? There's close calls and yeah. there's, there's accidents yeah. and things like that. We've had maybe two or three close calls or stuff that could have been bad, but ended up being okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was handled correctly. Um, so we do take like safety pretty serious and I, and I do too, right. As far as it's definitely important, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I, but think, that's like the main thing everybody's focusing on. Well, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of factors to that, and I, I don't know if I told you the story, but, um, and obviously I, I'm not going to say names, but we, we, um, we'll call them Bob. Yeah. Bob. Um, so Bob worked for the company I worked for, um, maybe, Maybe it's five, six years ago. I obviously wasn't there, but I've I heard the story from from one of my coworkers who worked with him every day. He was on his shift, um, and he was in his like late forties, um, been doing refrigeration stuff for a long time. And at this point, they were um, they were overworking the refrigeration team. They were giving them like illegal amounts of hours. Basically, <laughs> they're working sixty something hours a week. Nice. Um, and like I said, we're working twelve hour shifts, which means those guys on a weekly basis were working like 15, 16, 18 hour shifts at a time. Um, and he went up on the roof, and on our roof um, of our building, if it gets about forty degrees um, ambient temperature outside, uh, it'll freeze. The roof will get ice on it because of just the way the airflow flows over the top of it. Mm. Um, 
And I've experienced, I fell actually. I actually did fall and I, Ooh, you're um, in trouble. I didn't report it because I'm crazy. Oh, you know I, I, mean? I did that too. Yeah, I, do, I mean, it's too much Why? paperwork. Why would yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. No incentive. No. Um, you're going to pay me, I will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, it, it gets really icy up there and he, and he, um, he was worried about that and he was working all these hours, right? And he fell and got hurt. Um, but not, not seriously. Like I think he like sprained his wrist or something. Um, anyway, so he kept working and he kept working and he kept working and he worked all these hours and, um, he was complaining to one of the supervisors about like, he felt, he just felt bad and he, it wasn't his wrist or anything. His wrist was okay. He wasn't, it was no like structural problems. Like he said, he was having chest pains, things like this and, uh, kept working, went up on the roof, had a heart attack by himself in the middle of the night, died on the roof. Um, and the guy I worked with um, found him up there, found him dead, right? And uh, For like days? No, 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 no. He, like it was like shift. that shift, but he was trying to call him on the radio, trying to get a hold of him, blah, blah, blah. He died of a heart attack up on the roof. Oh, my gosh. And, and by himself. And there's a, there's a lot of... There's no rules about it, but I'm very careful about being on the roof by myself in general because there's just a lot of stuff that can happen. Um, we have radios on us and stuff, but it's it still can be dangerous. And um, especially when we're working under equipment and things like that yeah. in some sketchy spots. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of spaces you're working up there with um, just 40 foot falls to the to concrete. And, and it's like you have to step over these gaps and things like that. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. a lot of sketchy stuff. Um, and so all they talk about is the safety and this blah, 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 blah. And Uvaldo the guy I worked with um, who was working that shift basically told um, basically told the management supervisor at that time and the plant manager, like, Hey, uh, you know, don't you think there's a reason that this like 40 year old dude, like had a heart attack on your roof after working the past, you know, it was like 15 days at a time, 12 hours a day, like all these crazy, um, and they were like, oh, you know, we'll see, blah, blah, blah. And, and none of the management would, like, all the management basically denied him working those hours. Like, that, they weren't really overworked. They were only working the, and blah, blah, blah. Jeez. Get in. And basically, the family was trying to fight for, yeah, for, for, uh, you know, payment for, for causing this yeah. guy's death. And, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. And just completely shut him down, hushed everybody. Like, no, oh, that's geez. not. And other employees were trying to come to him and, like, you know, tell that and they wouldn't listen to him, all the lawyers and stuff like that. It's just a whole situation. So there's a lot of things like that and it's way different management now. It's a whole different thing, but still like that stuff happens, right? Well, that's the same song, like a hundred millionth verse. Oh yeah. It happens all the freaking time. Oh yeah, it. absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, so that's the frustrating part of, of dealing with our hazmat team where it's like, you guys are saying all of this and we're, and we're, but their, their plan of, of, helping people in, in, a, in an ammonia emergency specifically is literally two at a time. Like you put your hazmat suits on, you have your, you know, your scuba, you have all your stuff going and you go in there two at a time, buddy partner or buddy system, walk into the cloud of ammonia and try to find people. If we wait this amount of time, another two people go in after those people who just went in. And it's just, this goes down the line of just refrigeration team members. Um, because a lot of times when fire and EMS gets on scene, whoever is lead at that point is giving instruction to fire and EMS. Wait, wait. So if fire and because EMS if fire because if fire shows up, fire. Do you think fire's walking into the cloud of ammonia to help people? Do they like? No, 
Hmm. No, they don't. And it's happened before. It's happened at that. It's happened in my plant. Really? Yeah. So fire's like, good luck. Yeah. Fire said, you're, you're head of scene basically. Like you're scene manager to some random. And it all depends because like that can be anybody. Yeah. There's so it's just for Joe blow off the street. Literally. It could be somebody. I had two CBLs. Yeah. 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 And it's that, it's just that kind of like, it happens all the time too. Yeah. And and you have to, and you have to get, and you have to get, um, you have to, we have a nurse on site and stuff and they have to, you have to be clear to be able to go. Yeah. You have to pass like a, it's almost like a physical to go. Uh, uh, and that's like at the moment though, like you have to be, you have to have your vitals checked. You have to be within vital ranges to be able to even put on all your stuff and go. So like, say I'm, I'm the number one trained guy with the hazmat team and there's chances of people dying. I'm hyped up. Let's go. Let's go. It's like, Oh, your heart beats too fast. So we have to send in your partner with somebody else. And your partner has been there for they three months. They would literally stop you from yep. going in from a heart, being a heart too high heartbeat. Yep. What's the heartbeat? Uh, I I parameter. haven't seen the parameters. I haven't can you seen Google that. I, I can maybe like what the actual Google might like be, what the might be my parameters for ammonia response. <laughs> I turned my phone off though. Hold on, because um, it pops. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's legit parameters on, and you have to be cleared to go. So it, it, it could it song. could go into, you know, it could go down the line into people who have been there a week having to walk and they have no, you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of stuff. Um, signs, ammonia response. You might have to look up my company specifically. I heard it just popping as soon as I turned it on. So my phone popped on. <laughs> Is it being dumb? I was just curious if it would pop up immediately. Yeah, I don't know if it would. It's probably in the bottom of a handbook somewhere. That's all. I can hear that pop throw off from the table. Sorry. Don't yell at me, please. Don't yell. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, it doesn't, like, there's so many things that just don't make sense to me. Like, how, how can people get this far in the world whenever it's just illogical and nonsensical? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's that thing of like, they tell you they're prepared for it, but yeah. <laughs> but in the moment, like I just like have no faith in the structure that's set up. And then what's going to happen? So uh, imagine, you know, a uh, disaster occurs, like say an ammonia leak or um, another West explosion, right? That big one in West. Mm. What cut? Co- what comes up? Or like the uh, the Urkoff freeze? Oh yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, uh, because lives are lost. So there's going to be an audit or yeah. some sort of investigation, and they're going to come in and find okay. This company had zero plan in place, even though it's required by state and federal law enforcement or guidelines. Um, even though it was required, you had zero plan in place. Yep. And because of your lack of planning, you kill people. <laughs> Dude, it's, <laughs> I mean, I've heard directly from supervisors. Um, we do preventative maintenance, we call them PMs, and they're all logged. We, every day, every day, every shift, we log exactly how many hours we spent on everything we did that night. From logs, you know, we keep logs of everything. So I have two and a half hours of logs that I did that night total to evaporator inspections. Every everything that you possibly do. We have all these PMs, right? And if you don't fill out those PMs correctly, like I've I've been told by management, like if something happens, so say one of those, like this is something, yeah. Mm. 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 Exciting, let's go. 
<laughs> yeah. There's a reason we're not saying where I work for, right? Um, I didn't evaporate it. Yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be that hard to find. Um, went into uh, do an evaporator inspection. And the evaporators we have are like up on the roof right there. They're mounted up there. We go up there, we look at them, we clean them to make sure everything's working correctly, tighten all the bolts that are holding the fans in and things like that. Mm-hmm. I found a fan blade just laying off of the mount, just laying on an evaporator. And, and I was just like, now, why is if that, that would have just because if that because the fan is just spinning freely, like it's hard to explain how it's set up. But the evaporator, right, is just a big box and it has coils like evaporator coils uh-huh. in it and stuff kind of like on your condenser unit on your house uh-huh. um, it has a fan just like your condenser unit does. Right. And, but it's all the way this one was mounted where the fan is on the very top and the coils are underneath it. And the fan came loose and fell out of the whole housing. and Everything was open. The fan mm. is just spinning freely. If that fan would have came loose like that and just like felt like launched mm. out of that how big, housing. How big is that fan? Uh, it's probably 14 inches. Okay. Wide. Not huge. But enough to go flying and kill somebody. If it would have hit somebody in the freaking head, it would have, <laughs> yeah, it would have killed somebody. Um, And so I go, well, I can tell you whoever like did this PM last time did not come up and tighten all this stuff like we're supposed to in these PMs. So I, you know, mm. I'm careful, you know, I report it, but I report it to my supervisor not necessarily just going straight to people who are Mm -hmm. gonna you know have all kinds of problems let him deal with it right (laughs) um and and he goes this is why it's important to do these pms correctly and and report them correct like when you do these pms you have to put in like a you put complete or you put this fan was on this fan wasn't this motor needs to be changed blah 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 because that like if something did happen that's a close call, right? Because not, nobody got hurt. It was no problem. Like it was, yeah. everybody was safe. Um, if somebody does get hurt from something even bigger than just a fan, right? Like let a, you know, like an actual ammonia leak, something like that. The person who did the last PM is the person who gets blamed from that. Mm. So that, so like that's why it's important to do those correctly. CYAs. Yeah. It's because like, if I was the person who happened to do that inspection last time and I did the inspection correctly, but I didn't, check this yeah. gasket on this thing yeah. i wasn't there's not in the pm but it's just i i'm the one who gets fired and gets blamed for this tragedy that could happen yeah. it has nothing to do with me it's because you guys haven't been taking care of these evaporators correctly well so that's exactly what happened in ems mm-hmm. and in the hospital because it's all the same stuff yeah well it's yeah you're absolutely right it's just it's it's lack of planning and just not caring um one of them was the it happens actually it happened on semi-regular basis where you have to go every morning and check off the uh, AEDs, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. MDX. Really good, though. Called. Good to uh, pencil whip those a lot. That happens a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Just yes. yeah. So you have to go through this, a self check, and yep. it runs through every test because that thing can do a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and you can just so you then afterward you sign off on a log. Mm-hmm. Very yep. Much yep. similar to very much similar. Very similar to what you very doing. much very much gooder. Absolutely good. Super <laughs> similar. Um, and so. A lot of times, people would just not. They would just sign it off and call it good. And a lot of times, we'd actually need the the crash cart and then try and shock somebody, and the shock fails. So think about, like, you have 15 people in a room. Sometimes the most I've counted on a CPR is 33, which is insane. That's a lot of CPR. Yeah. (laughs) It's usually, like, five or four people doing stuff. And everybody else watching and just getting in the freaking way, right? I've, I've been one of those people before, yeah. just getting in people's way. Thirty-three. I was actually doing CPR, and it was so 
uh, condensed and so, so dude's crowded. Just breathing I left. in your ear. You're like, I left. I'm leaving this. I said, here you go. Somebody else I this. left and I counted. Thirty three was the max. I've, I've. It's a record. It was a record. That's kind of wild. Yeah. And this, so you put the pads on and then you charge in a shock. It's yep. in you know V tech. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't shock. And whose fault was it? Yours. Yeah. Because you, that could have saved that person's life. Yep. But who's because, the last signature on that paper? Yep. Yep. This happened a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it and it's that's how it works everywhere. And, it, and it's just to protect them, right? And it's it, and like stuff like that has to be in place to some point, right? And that's why they do things like that. Is it's not to just screw people over who didn't do the log right, but yeah. it is to have accountability for that thing. Or like, yeah, do I sometimes am I tempted to just pencil whip logs and crap like that? Because I know I know that nobody's gonna look at this and nobody yeah. cares. But it's like at the same time, there's there's it's gonna be off chance where you need it or something happens and it's gonna fall back on you yeah and you're gonna be in prison for the rest of your life oh yeah like that's the every we were told day one that these the logs we're filling out are are um binding documents government documents that if that if something happens and we didn't do this correctly like we face prison time if we put somebody in harm's way and they're serious they're like you can look at you want to look at the laws like we can show you the laws that are like mm-hmm. you'll go to prison for murder if something happens and you it's for very specific things we're doing these line openings and things like this it's all about liability um, man a hundred percent it's all about liability yeah so i mean that's the thing like all, all you hear is safety first blah 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 safety this you have to be safe you have to blah, like it's not <laughs> about your safety like don't get that confused about the money yeah yeah the money just, yeah and they just it, it is frustrating but at the same time i mean that's part of working industrial work i mean that yeah. is you're, like especially every, with the company that's everywhere though it is that's everywhere not no, no 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 but it, no it's it's more you know it's not like i'm working for joe bob down the street doing uh, you know, AC repair, right? It's yeah. it's a little different yeah, than that, for sure, for sure. Um, especially with a global company, you know, Fortune fifty company. That Why I you just narrow it down. Good job. <laughs> no, I mean, it, now. no, there's you You're know, name, name, uh, find one company that has factories. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there's just a lot of different um, problems with with that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it it's not hard to do stuff correctly right and yeah. i i tell it a lot to i get a lot of of new guys kind of coming in and i'm new by the way like i'm you know eight months is not a veteran mm-hmm. but they i kind of feel like that sometimes because we have hired so many people um and and i get new guys a lot of times i go i'll look at their and i've been doing this long enough now where i can look at somebody's log that they did and i go like oh you didn't read this you didn't get that mm. you didn't get that reading because i know what that reading should be right now i know you didn't get that from you looked at like some random computer screen somewhere and you remembered what it was four hours ago when you did it and you just kind of wrote it down because you didn't want to have to walk up on the roof and get this reading. I understand. I don't want to go up, you know, I don't want to go up like five flights of stairs every two hours, but I do because I know that the repercussions, the repercussions. And I know that people know when you're not doing something correctly and when you're pencil whipping something, you know what I mean? You're just, you're just kind of, you know, write it down because yeah. you know what it. And there's, a, I mean, there is most of what I write down on a. We do engine logs, which are logs for like our compressors, our engine room, or things like that that have all these, um, you know, electrical readings and and all these different stuff. Right. I know. I right now I could write out exactly probably what that compressor every variable in that compressor is going to be sitting at as far as our suction temperature, suction pressure. Um, and discharge and like all, everything that, that I have to write down on a daily basis, I could just write that down for you right now. And it would be within give or take like one or two degrees or PSI per what I write mm-hmm. down. 
but I still sit there and I read everyone and I write it down correctly yeah. and I make sure it's legible. I mean, it's like an awesome, it's very important, but I get a lot of people that come in and been there for a month or two and just don't want to have to go walk the plant every couple hours and do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it is, it's, it is very important to have the safety mindset and more importantly, I mean, I've had times even, just now and not really get into specifics again obviously but there's been plenty of times when somebody asked me to do something and i go no that is the most unsafe thing i've ever i'm not going to do this without a harness blah 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 Mm. that's just not safe like well you know i'm a supervisor i'm like well you're not my supervisor Mm. i'm not going to listen to you you have no idea about safety you're just some quality assurance person (laughs) like i'm not gonna you know what i mean And, and and every time i've done that i've had backup from supervisors in my department every time they're like yeah. good i mean it's it's not yeah, yeah definitely there, there's definitely like that level of safety you you do have to have yep. um but, but what started this conversation initially was you know uh the core issues of just public health in general oh yeah how we have like you could prevent amazing or not amazing you could prevent a whole bunch of issues if you just had a health population yeah healthy workforce yeah but yeah but i mean how do you how do you enforce that i know it's easier to enforce safety regulations than it is to enforce but incentives are are important because like oh yeah if if, like obesity like it's one of the main things that leads to so many chronic diseases yeah diabetes and metabolic syndrome and and insulin resistance is the biggest one but if you have those those chronic chronic diseases it's more than likely you're going to get more like high high blood pressure well my company um covers gastric bypass does that count oh my god (laughs) Hey man, that's cool. I mean, you do you. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm getting you are fat. Speaking of fat, um, I'm like this is an intervention. No, no. You have CPAP. I mean, you have not CPAP. You have sleep apnea, CPAP. right? Yeah. So to some extent. Okay, so I, I'm not diagnosed. When I, when by I entered the way. This, when I entered this company, um, they knew my background. Uh, I, I I'm not like super smart, but I, I when you work in the medical field for that long, yeah. Shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like I, when you, but when you work in that medical field for that long, and then you jump into like a, a different industry completely, yeah. uh, they look to you for certain questions. And so, I still remember this day. It was a terrible, terrible thing that happened. Um, this lady comes up to me and says, "Hey, uh, you know, what do we do for like, like, what's the main cause for CPAP?" Because she was having a medical question, or like, what, what why do, why is sleep apnea happen? Yeah, yeah, basically, like, why does somebody not breathe? Whenever they're uh, asleep, I said, well, it's usually because of obesity. I said, there can be other causes, but um, it's usually because they're fat. And she goes, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Cause I mean, I have sleep apnea and she was big. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. But I felt terrible. Yeah, that, like, that is one of the main causes. It's, it is. It's, it's weight, but you're a big dude too. Like you're like six, seven and yeah. That, yeah. Like vastly different than a, yeah, I'm a huge. five, three, 200 pound yeah. female. Yeah. Like it's completely different. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just one of the yeah. situations. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it is one of the, I mean, there's it, just, it, it's so weird. Cause I, it, I understand both sides, right? Like I said, I do understand why, they have to have these safety. Um, they have, they have to emphasize safety so much, right? Yeah. And I understand why, and it doesn't mean stuff still. I mean, stuff happens all the time. Even in my facility, like I said refrigeration hasn't had any problems, but there's been plenty of regular 
workers and maintenance people getting fingers lopped off and stuff. Yeah. I mean, just since I've been there, it's yeah. happened. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, of ways to hurt yourself. And there's a lot of ways to hurt yourself around anything if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand the equipment you're working on. But slipstream um, is involved? Yeah. I mean, that's my main thing. That was like the main thing that most people... And that's the main com- complaint for industrial well, any, any jobs. Any slip, trip, or fall is your fault for for the most part, unless you have something break. But but even that, like like I have to do ladder inspections every week. Like I have to make sure all of our ladders are completely intact. If there's a chip of paint off one of our ladders, that thing has to be replaced. Yeah, so it's like it's stuff like that that like because it's liability again. Yeah, but that, it, that but again, when I start doing these inspections, I look around and I'm like. Nobody else doing it. Nobody has done this. Right. Everybody's just been claiming this time for doing it and getting knocking it off, not having to worry about it. Uh, even stuff down to like eyewash stations and things like that. They're like, this hasn't been inspected in <laughs> yeah. five years. This is oh, dude, I gotta go pee. Hold on. You're good. I actually kind of do too. So I'm just gonna pee in my pants. <laughs> Feel better. For some reason, my my iPad is already almost maxed out on storage. I don't know why. Gotta fix it. That's right. Got you that last one. Appreciate it. So, 50 episodes. This is the 50th. Yeah. It's interesting because you predicted a lot of crap that went down. (laughs) Well... I mean, I guess it wasn't too hard, no, but I fought you on it. <laughs> <laughs> I fought you on it. That's your job. <laughs> it's my wife says, but I mean, it's, not, it's, usually, it's not usually that uh, that good uh, to do, though. It's my job to fight. So you, uh, so I, I, first of all, I love hearing about everything that you're doing at your job and stuff. Yeah, I don't know why we talked about me for so long. It's disgusting. Who cares? I'm out. Your HVAC here. <laughs> well, so that was an hour of HVAC talk. That's what I'm saying. That's an hour too much of HVAC talk. No, it's good because uh, people don't like me didn't understand how truly successful you can be at HVAC. Oh, so yeah. I wanted to get in a little into a little bit of that. And, yeah, for and sure. Talk about that. Um, originally, I had you on because one, you're my best friend, and two, I don't tell anybody that though. It's kind of it was kind of weird. It was a little weird. Yeah, I don't too far. It. Yeah, yeah. We're more like acquaintances, I think, than best <laughs> friends. But. We won't go that far ever. Mm-mm. We haven't done anything to each other. Uh, you predicted the riot. You said that. Yeah, Trump I don't remember anything that happened in that in that podcast, but I'm going to take your word for it. I'll quote the chat. <laughs> chat said he goes, "This is my favorite podcast." He goes, "This, mo- <laughs> this guy predicted it all." Is what he said. I was like, "Hey, man, I, I, I love the podcast. You'll love the bro." I mean. But you're right. Like, yeah. You're right. So now, because you know a lot about a lot of different things, um, and whether you're, it's true or not, I don't know. You just, you kind of dive into a lot of random crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't fact track anything I say. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but there was some credence to what you said on that first podcast. Or like, I think it was episode, it was our first recorded, but I put yeah. out episode three on accident. Yeah, yeah. I got to fix that. It was more like a test run. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was actually our second podcast that we did. And I, I just totally deleted the first one because the first one was a oh, joke. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do. I forgot about that. We, like, we had no idea what we were doing. No, 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 no. We still don't. We have no idea what we're doing. But we're still currently. talking. Yeah, that's fine. What was I going with that? Inciting a ride at, you know a lot about stuff. Ooh, today's uh, really effed up world. Oh, okay. Vaccine. <laughs> Let's get into the vaccine. 
<laughs> but that's that's my hot topic because the next two weeks are vac- all about the vaccine. The next two episodes. Okay. One is the next week is a nurse uh, I used to work with. She works in I think North Carolina right now, North Dakota. I think North Carolina. Uh, and and the entire state had to mandate the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of health care oh, workers yeah, are about that. pissed right now, which obviously, oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't say obviously because a lot of people are getting the vaccine, which is, hey, if you want to get the vaccine, you do you, bro. You do you. But there's an uprising in the healthcare industry right now mm-hmm. uh, with workers who have been fighting this for a year and a half and either got it or recovered from it. And I had her on just get her perspective. Uh, and she's got cancer. And she's immunocompromised and she's on chemo and mm. she's never gotten COVID. And she had a very interesting, uh, quite a few interesting, interesting things to say as a, as a health worker. And she, she basically was saying how, yeah, COVID's real. It, it sucks. It kills people. Uh, but the, the taking her right away to choose was a big deal for her. Mm. And so we kind of got into that. And then the next guy was, I told you about him, the Austrian researcher, yeah. Harold Wallach, Dr. Harold Wallach. Um, what a good name. From Austria. Hang on a second. Yeah, from Austria. It was, was kind of cool because I, like, hey, I was like, hey, yeah, you had a really interesting study. Uh, very, very controversial. Made headlines across the world. Mm-hmm. And it was basically he, he came to the conclusion that for every six deaths the vaccine prevents, it causes four. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's insane. A lot of the conservative movements were like, this is this is why we're not getting the vaccine. This is why we're anti-vaxxers. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so I just wanted to hear his perspective. It's like, you know, what, you know, what I both are like, hey, vaccines do work. Yeah. There's a way to do it. Um, yeah, we're by no means anti-vax. No, no, no. No. Which is kind of funny. We have to even say that because in society, if you say you're anti-vax, you're automatically the worst in the world. Yeah. Which that's also a connotation that I fr- I'm frustrated with. So I had him on. Um. It was like a quick 30 minute podcast and he just broke it down for me and I, I got his perspective on what happened. So his whole thing. So he, after he published the study, uh, it got peer reviewed uh, through three rounds of peer reviewing. And then through, I think at this, the, the journal of Va- vaccines or the vaccine journal of something, I forgot what, which one he actually published it to um, went through the whole rounds of vetting and th- they were saying, Hey, yeah, there's something to this. There are some concerns about how you got to this data, but overall it's sound. Yeah. And got peer reviewed and then got published. And then after it's published, six editors of the 350 editors and board members of this journal, six of them made us think about it. So we're going to quit. We're going to resign if you don't pull this study. So they pulled it. Six of the 350. And he later told me that uh, there were other people who, like editors and, and board members of this journal, who reached out to him and said, hey, this is like, you're right your, your journal should not have been polled. And then he got fired from his university. Mm-hmm. He was working for uh, Poland or some Polish university. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to mess it up, but he got fired from it because he just had this article that was taking data from millions of people. It was data from, it was basically the Dutch, German and parts of Europe. VAERS. The, we have mm-hmm. the VAERS of the CDC version of, yeah. of, of yeah, the yeah, vaccine yeah. versus adverse events. And he did that same thing for all those countries and then pulled that data and then compared it. And he explained what, how he did it and, and why he did it because he was curious. And then after that, he got fired. Mm-hmm. So his whole point was like, Hey, I, I, there's some credence to this. He goes, I'm not saying like vaccines are terrible. I'm saying 
there's some concerns about the safety of the vaccine. Um, and because I expressed concerns based on actual data, he goes, I get fired and then my, my name is getting drugged through the mud. Um, and I'm being dubbed an anti-vaxxer and that this isn't his specialty. So he should never have to research, but his, he's got a specialty in theoretical research. That's one of them. Um, and then uh, a whole bunch of other, other areas as well. But for me, it was like, I just, I wanted to know more about how he got to his conclusion mm-hmm. and then why, it's, why is it being censored and why is he being canceled pretty yeah. much? Um, so that's been whole, my whole point about this. Like, uh, vaccines work, and this one does work, mm-hmm. but it also has a lot of other issues. Yeah, what are the repercussions? And that those repercussions aren't being told to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a huge concern. And then freedoms are being taken away, which is a big deal. Yeah. So the next two weeks are gonna be interesting. I know you have to you have to do the vaccine, right? Yeah. To, yeah. Have you yeah. try to get it? Uh, no, I haven't started it yet. It's kind of a waiting list, but I mean, it's it, I'm doing it through my job and it's we have like so we have um nurse on on site and stuff and they they test and they give vaccines and they they do all that stuff on site um i mean makes it easy but i mean we did have um you know you actually have to get tested three times three times over like two weeks if you're exposed um from work and i don't know if i understand that um because it seems like if you just waited a few days and got tested one time, you'd know if you had it. But they <sighs> test three times. Um, hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I do have to get it. And I don't, I mean, like I said, I, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I, I'll be okay. Yeah. But I mean, um, it, and I'm, you know, I have, a. I mean, I know a lot of people are anti-vax. And I'm for sure not anti-vax. And just, I mean... I think especially being in the medical field, right? Like you understand, like if we didn't have vaccines, what kind of world we'd live in, right? Like it was just the amount of, of insane problems we would have from people not being vaccinated from certain things. And, and you see things like the, uh, oh shoot, was it polio? That polio outbreak oh, from, yeah. uh, from yeah, it recently. that church from, uh, mm-hmm. it was local. Really? Yeah. I'm that. 99. Per, don't fact check me. <sighs> I'm 90 percent sure I know where it's at. Um, huh? It was a thing it was with anti-vaxxers. Yeah, because yeah, that church was, I guess, especially anti-vax. Um, huh. Which is pretty outbreak. pretty common with like the conservative and Christian movements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's just wild. I mean, it's for me, it's insane, right? Especially with something like polio, right? It's like we figured that out. We figured that out, like a while ago yeah <laughs> like it's pretty easy to so not then, get polio and that, that's what i'm saying like i i follow that research and though i have some differing opinions than most on vaccines um i'm still like i know that it's it works oh and yeah that's why my kids are vaccinated yeah you know yeah. um but there's something different with this one yeah. and there's a lot of concerns and aside from being concerned about this vaccine my whole point was natural immunity. Like yeah. I got a bad and yeah. I definitely don't. And I, I think that's what a lot of healthcare workers and doctors are saying as well. Like it works better than the vaccine. Yeah. Natural immunity. Yeah. You know, I mean, we know that your antibody count is, is going to be higher if you've had it than if you got the vaccine. Well, that's another thing. So antibody counts, that's a big test that everybody's basing. Yeah. It's like a litmus test for yeah. everybody right now. Yeah. 
I, I, me and uh, I know it's not only two. that. I know it's not. Well, so antibodies last in your body about 90 days, yeah. roughly. Yeah. Like with the flu, if you get exposed to the flu, um, if you recover from the flu, it'll last about 90 days. And they were using that initially as the main reason for to get vaccinated because vaccines last longer. Uh, but that's not what occurs. Like like the 90-day response for antibodies to immediately attack a virus or a pathogen that comes in is not the only thing that occurs. Like you have memory T cells and memory B cells. And those two things store the instructions to create antibodies in your DNA for a long time, long time. And that's why we see some some uh, response and antibody response to like other COVID viruses. It's be- and you can have immunity to some COVID viruses for years and years and years and years, and years if not lifetime, because it stores the instructions on how to make antibodies in these memory T and memory B cells. And so aside from like the debate on if the vaccine works or if it doesn't, which we know it does work, there are some concerns. That's kind of where I stand. There are some concerns. Um, it does work. We know that like the research does show that the vaccine works in the research studies that they did, but there are also some safety concerns as well. Um, nobody's talking about natural immunity. And then uh, my main concern is like why is there only one narrative being pushed? Nobody else, even though there's solid science for natural immunity and um, the efficacy of the virus, nobody's talking about the others, the flip side. And in fact, when you start talking about these ideas, you typically get censored, which I, this may get censored on YouTube. I don't know. Um, but when you start talking about these other ideas, it immediately is like, you're a terrible person. Yeah. And they drag you through the mud. And if you yeah, have there, a different there's idea. There's science on both sides. Yes, exactly. That's the problem. Yes. There's, there's equally concerns about both sides of the argument yes. that, it, that that you can have a discussion about. And I've seriously considered getting the vaccine until I got COVID bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I got COVID bad, I was like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. But there's decades of science on that one. Yeah. And, so, uh, and I've never, and I've never... You know, like my my wife had it and stuff. So I'm assuming I've never had an antibody test. I've never tested positive. So for me getting the vaccine, I'm just like, okay. I mean, yeah. it's not that big a deal, right? And you're also weighing the risk of uh, your workplace. Exactly, exactly. And I, yeah, exactly. Which is so, fine. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it is one of those things. Like it doesn't. Yeah, that's why. That's why you know I'm not anti-vax at all. But I understand this thing it works, and I understand that you know I am safer to have a vaccine as far as getting COVID. Um, and it doesn't mean you're gonna get you're going to not get COVID either. I mean, yeah. that's what people also have to realize. And it reduces you know, severity. Absolutely. But so does natural immunity. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And so if I, if I have gotten COVID from the original virus and then I get COVID again from the Delta variant, the Delta variant, though it's a mutant, yeah. it still has the initial, initial coding of the original virus. Mm-hmm. It just changed a little bit. So that means my body has a natural coding to fight the, and we use the antibody response to fight the virus. Yep. Yep. And so does the vaccine. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. The MR, mRNA technology is fascinating. It's, yep could be groundbreaking for disease research um it's just that it has been tested yeah. very very well that's i know there's a lot of debates on the testing effect efficacy on that but that's not my point yeah. my point is that there are scientists and doctors who are very concerned and are expressing these concerns but they can't get their their voice across and I, I know brilliant doctors who are very middle ground politically and how they treat patients who absolutely say they will not get yeah. a vaccine, this COVID vaccine, because of some of the responses this early. Well, some I mean, of the patients that they've they've 
treated yeah. a couple days post-vaccine. Oh, yeah. Like one... Well, one, even people that had the vaccine and then got Delta variant. I mean, and it's all... A lot of it... The, a lot of that I've heard is a lot of... Um, why can't I think of the word? When it's not... It's not proof. It's just... Uh, your personal experience. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. There's an A. Sure. Um, <laughs> now, I've heard a lot of stories of people, which is by no means proof of anything Anecdotal. correct. Anecdotal. Thank you. Um, anecdotal um, stories and, and experiences with people who, um, who treat a lot of people with COVID who said from their experience, the people who've had the, who got the vaccine and then got Delta variant were in a lot worse positions than people that never got the vaccine. And, um, and yeah, I think you're right. Like where it's like one of those things that I would never tell anybody not to get the vaccine, but I would never tell anybody to get the vaccine either if they didn't want to get the vaccine. Cause yeah. for one, I don't care. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't. Like, I don't give a crap what yeah. you do. Like uh-huh. I, I don't, it's, it's up to you. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. And if your jobs, if your job requires you to get a vaccine, and you That's don't want to get a away. vaccine, then quit. Who cares? Yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me. Um, I'm kind of curious on why uh, they're they're firing all these nurses if we're in the middle of such a crazy time. I, I get hospitalizations are up in a lot of places. Yeah, but if if it was really that bad, don't you, don't don't you think that they would measure those numbers? You know, if if it really yeah. was that, which I, I'm I know a lot of healthcare people, right and. A lot of them are saying it's been bad, and a lot of other people are saying it's not. I think it's definitely area specific. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the requirements are for a COVID hospitalization because that's that's one of those metrics. Mm. You know, if a COVID hospitalization is uh, you're tested positive for COVID and you have high blood pressure, yeah, and that doesn't mean jack. Yeah. If a COVID hospitalization means you have you're tested positive for COVID, you can't breathe and your oxygen is you know 85 yeah. on yeah. a regular basis, and yeah. you have deep de satting on a walk on a walking basis. Then of course, yeah, I, they need help. Yep. But I just, I haven't seen. I've looked everywhere on what the actual requirements are for a COVID hospitalization. And, it, and that wouldn't be universal, right? No, I mean, it'd be I mean, hospital it specific and hospital. doctor specific. Yeah, I was gonna say and doctor specific. Yeah. yeah. And so there's another thing like with admissions. Um. Just because somebody is admitted doesn't really mean a whole lot. It depends on where they're being admitted. Mm. Uh. For instance, you can you can go to an observation floor. And they want to watch you. They don't like. I don't know how many times that it's occurred where you're admitted for 24 hours in the observation unit because we don't know what's going on, or we gave you treatment that we want to watch and just make sure you're okay. Yeah. But that's typically a 24 hour minimum response. Yep. And then if it gets worse, then you get to the next level of care of nursing or floor doctor. And then if it gets terrible, then you're in the ICU. Oh, yeah. So hospital admi- admissions, I struggle with. Mm-hmm. I struggle with because it's a very broad topic. That doesn't necessarily mean it's severe. Yeah, and I'm not so far. I'm not seeing mortality match hospitalizations. Mm. Australia shut down for nine deaths. Yeah, so I'm confused on why that's a thing. I get there's a lot of cases, but that still doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah, um, just like flu today, like we can have a whole bunch of flu and people die, which is terrible. Um, but does that is that the mar- my question is, is that the marker for severity of a pandemic when you only have nine deaths in a country? That has done this. Yeah. Well, I think so. The only time I get frustrated with the way people are talk. Are you cold? No. I'll turn off. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, get you a blanket. 
I would okay. I would a snuggie. Good. Yeah, <laughs> those things. <laughs> um, I one time I get frustrated about um, when I hear people talking about COVID. Right, it's all people talk about. So I know I get frustrated. Well, it's a, a big, it's a big thing because yeah. it's the main thing that's driving yep. our entire world right yep. now. Yep. Yep. Um, the only time I get frustrated with people talking about it is, or or, or I guess more about talking about how, and it's coming from more from i guess uh like right-leaning people that i talk to right as far as um how corrupt it is and how cor- like corrupt cdc is and it's all you know for control and blah blah Which blah i got 100 percent on favor by the way did you really that cdc one they didn't just take your degree away for writing no. about that no wow 100 percent. kind of funny that's actually kind of wild yeah um it, it frustrates me when people talk about that and it's just because we've had this conversation way before COVID happened about even things like flu shots, right? Where we had these conversations about like, yeah, you're, you're being misled to some extent, right? Because like, this is like, this stuff didn't just start happening with COVID. Like you're only caring about it now because COVID is the, the most, you know, because your rights are being taken away. Yeah. To some extent, to some extent, but like, but, but, to full extent? but is it, but is it, your rights, rights being taken away in a lot of countries yeah in america and the concern is that america is going that way with the lockdown a lot of people's rights were taken away you don't think so i mean it depends what you you call rights i guess <laughs> i think for, i mean it's okay so i see like constitutional rights compared to to well, i guess what your go. normal life is what your normal life what you, what you would, you know, from something from 2018 to now, I guess, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so I guess main one is vaccine mandates. Yes. That's and a right. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, it's, a, it's medically, it's a medical right, right? An like, ethical, yeah. An ethical right, which, be, yeah, becomes a, uh, an ethical right. Um, I think for me, what is, it's only frustrating when people talk about this, like this is something that's never happened before. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Like where we talk, I mean, how many conversations we had just about the about the flu vaccine, right? Or the you know, like in booster shots, things like that. And how, like, you, if you really look into the research on 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 flu shots, like that's why I don't get flu shots, and it's not because I'm anti-vax. It's really just because I, I'm lazy and I don't care. And it's <laughs> like, and the chance of me dying from the flu are are pretty small, right? Yeah. Um, but like you look into the actual research on how effective the flu shot is every year and you're like, oh, okay, like 25, 30% maybe on a, on a good year, on a year that's not like, what was it, like 20, what was that really bad year? We 2009, had, 2010. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They killed 113 kids. Yeah, yeah. And that one, the one of the flu, those flu vaccines got pulled because it killed three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you you look at it, it's stuff like that and where you're in – and how hospitals use that data to make money and and how they're getting um, funding based on COVID numbers and things like that and all that stuff. Like this stuff is just how it's it's all corrupt. It's all terrible and like and and run bad and it's all for profit. I mean it's it's capitalism, mm-hmm. right? Um so well, if it if it was mainly capitalism, then then countries like Europe would wouldn't be dealing with this, but they are. So I don't know if it's necessarily capitalism. I think that money is the driving force. Yeah. But I don't know if it's equivalent to capitalism. You know what I'm saying? Because well, no, just... American is like the most capitalist country, right? Then yeah. if if that was the case, if it was driven only by capitalism, which I think is driven by money, but not necessarily capitalism, 
Well, no, I mean, it, but it, but to some extent it is right because in Europe and stuff, you're not, you're not dealing with, with capitalist hospitals, right? More likely than that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you're not, as far as, as, as our, it's all insurance. It's, it goes back to the, how terrible and corrupt the insurance system is and, yes. and hospitals. And, but I, those things are all interconnected very deeply. Right. Like yes. as far as, is what the CDC says goes, obviously, it, which with how terrible the CDC is, is not necessarily a bad thing. You have to have some sort of body to do that. Right. But it all turns into just how people make money and how they're going to make money off of patients and things like that. And like I said, I mean, nobody makes money off healthy people. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, <laughs> it's the, the most horrifying, you know, thing anybody could say. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so terrifying oh, to think about that. Um, but yeah, I just think about like, was nothing, as far as the circumstances go, it's, it's nothing we've ever really experienced, right? As far as a pandemic on this level, um, as far as people mm-hmm. in, in a modern way, right? And like having to experience a real pandemic in a real modern era that's as far as, you know, I'm saying modern as in like it's happening right now, right? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like you look at the stuff and you're like, well, none of this is new. Hmm. Like these people being evil is not new (laughs) you know like it's something goes down with with um the cdc and just the way they they handle things and all again it's all insurance companies and hospitals all stuff's just it's always been so all all this you just don't care no 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 no, no, no. i do and i do care that's the thing like i do i do like i do care i do care about covid i think it's like i said i think it's absolutely it is terrible for a lot of people. It's killed yeah. a lot of people, man. It's yeah. and there's, there's no denying the amount of people yeah. it's killed, right? Like whether or not you think those numbers are inflated, <laughs> right? Like it doesn't matter to me. Like it's like it is. It's a real yeah. thing you need to be worried about. And 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 on the, like the whole mask thing, it's like I think it's absolutely insane when people like refuse to wear masks and they think it's some infringement on their rights. Like it's it's for me. I wear a mask when I go out or when I'm at work, right. And stuff. And it's at work, we have to wear it. Like it's, you know, you, you can't not wear a mask unless you've been vaccinated. Even now you can, if you get vaccinated, if you have the vaccine, then you can, you don't have to wear a mask. Um, not according to Biden though. Biden says, yeah, the other way now. Yeah. Well, Fun fact. I mean, <laughs> was Trump wasn't your president. Biden's not your president. I get that. It's yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and I just think that I think it is crazy um it, for me when i was wearing a mask around going to public it wasn't so because i thought i was going to get covid and die like it was just a safety precaution and like we know that it works to some extent it's not going to yeah. keep you from getting covid yeah. like it's it's really not it's not kind of the point it's to keep you from coughing your gross fucking covid germs all over the store or whatever right um and it always i thought it was really weird at first like people just like weren't buying that either like that's not how like they don't work at all blah 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 I'm like, well okay just they do they, just, even even you, though covid is airborne which yes, i said that yeah long time ago yeah, by, yes, just saying so you called that yeah and nobody said that there i, I brought it to one doc uh and he's like no it's, it's definitely a droplet Wait, no no man it just the, the the spread is airborne yeah. even even airborne though you can still get it it will help reduce transmission yes yes which, I get, which, which is, is fine, fine which yeah. is totally and i wasn't doing that for me 
or my wife, right? Or my kids. I was doing it because I come in contact with people who, who would be at risk for, for COVID being very dangerous and things like that. And there it's, I mean, there's plenty of stories of people getting COVID and passing it to, to, uh, you know, loved ones and things like that. And it's not, it's not something to be cavalier about, I think to some extent. Right. But at the same time, if you really don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And when it was a mandate, then don't go anywhere. Nobody, nobody's forcing you to go to HEB. Like, especially during the pandemic, it was like, everybody's like, you can deliver whatever the hell you want. Right. I mean, you could get any, like, you don't have to leave your house. Don't work, quit your job, stay at home. Don't, I mean, if, if that's really your problem, right? And that's kind of how I feel about the kind of to some extent the the vaccine mandate. If it's so much of a problem for you to get the vaccine and you and you're you're scared of it that much, which again, we like we talked about, I agree there's absolutely concerns. Absolutely and I have concerns about it. There's but at the same time, I look at kind of my situation yeah, personally and I go, For sure. I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> like it's not gonna be a problem, right? Yeah. Um Unless you get like paralyzed and then your skin falls off. Well, that'd be kind of fun to watch. That'd be kind of dope. Gonna be honest. Um, no, it's just like so we talk about life insurance. Yeah. You want to take a life insurance policy out on you? Uh, yeah. Because like, I mean, I've been trying to do that for, uh, for a, a couple of years now. Yeah. Not a couple of years. It's super scary. Actually, I have super terrifying. I have. I don't but, feel safe. But that was actually what's funny is that I was trying to take a life insurance and policy on you before I sold life insurance. How's that? <laughs> I guess it means you're being genuine about it, I guess. I don't know. Or I just have <laughs> other intentions. <laughs> but especially now, like, before you get the COVID vaccine, you should definitely take that and then I'll pocket that money and, of course, make sure Miles is okay. Madeline could just, just die. Miles? I Ma- have Madeline will die. Just Miles. I forgot about Ruby. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We do that. <laughs> um, if you've listened to fifty episodes of this show, you know that. Um, there are very few people I think I've listened well, that I know of. I have not listened to fifty oh, sure. episodes. I, I, mean, I, I love Joe Rogan, but I listen to fifteen hundred of his podcasts. By the way, have you tried uh, DMT? <laughs> no. Have you ever had elk meat? They were eating elk before. Did you hear that ring? I did. It sounded like it was right behind our studio right here. Elk meat. You ever eaten elk? You know what no. I mean? I'm just doing a Joe Rogan thing. I don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> Meat, though, is very interesting because it has vitamin B3, which is niacin, yeah. which is apparently a great protector against uh, COVID. I mean, if people just took vitamin their vitamins, vitamins this yeah. wouldn't be that big of a problem. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, if you could take vitamin D and vitamin C, oh, dude, for and, real. I mean, yeah. But, but B3 is a specific B complex vitamin that yeah. I was doing a lot of uh, research. Okay, everybody's saying research, so I do need to like say that everybody. You're says a published researcher, correct? One study. Okay, so whatever you say is fact. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I, so I, so I used I used that one study to just just to show that like like I I learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. I am not like. A public, uh, I'm a published researcher. Yeah, you are. But I just surveyed people, and it taught me a lot. Don't be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> What's the last thing I want you <laughs> Exactly, you're a published researcher. <sighs> I'm not a published B3. researcher. Just B3. so everybody knows. <laughs> well, nobody cares about you, Zach. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, life insurance policy? <laughs> no. And I'll, I'll uh, give you some amnitriptyline if you want. I don't know what that is. 
Remember the antidepressant that everybody killed themselves with? Oh. So if you're depressed, then you can kill yourself. With the antidepressant. And I take the life insurance policy and take care of only Miles. But I feel like this being <laughs> recorded probably doesn't help your chances of getting my life insurance policy. I won't publish this section. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I publish it. That means I have good intentions. Is that fair? No, I still don't trust you. But, I, you know, just as a as a uh, life lesson type of thing. You know what I mean? I don't not going to trust you with that at all. <laughs> nice and B3. Great. But I haven't them better. Just saying. Sounds like a real Trumper to me. You know what I mean? He was hydroxychloroquine. I'm not. I haven't gotten that bandwagon. Yeah. I would make them. You can't prove it. You're not a published researcher. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a life insurance policy out on me? Because you can. Wait, hold on. We should take them out on each other. Yes, please. And right, then I'll maybe. pocket the profits for both. Wait, you're going to fake your own death. And then that's fraud. Make sure I, I wouldn't do that, but I can't afford a $5 million policy. Oh. Me neither, actually. <laughs> You're rich. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, we just talked about. <laughs> You're this. definitely rich. <laughs> just saying, that's another thing with like uh, again, vaccines great, but there are other options for treatment. And oh. for right now, of the 106 research studies that are out, and the 67 that have been peer reviewed and published, ivermectin is showing mass promise in multiple countries. Yeah, and we're seeing that, and um, we're seeing how. Countries like Haiti and even South Africa, um, many parts of Africa, haven't seen the exact same responses that first world countries have. Granted, people jump to the reporting, yeah. which I get. Like, yeah. But we're also seeing videos from people, like regular people who, like life is normal in a lot of these, or was normal in a lot of these countries when we're not seeing mass deaths like we have seen in the first world countries. Yeah. And that's because, in my opinion, this is my theory, is that... It's actually not my theory. There was a study done on this in Africa that showed how countries that had used uh, ivermectin as a as a antiparasitic prior to the pandemic had very few uh, deaths because it was already in the like population. An accidental preventative. Yep. Yeah. And we're showing that ivermectin is also a great prophylactic. Mm. And so not, it not only works for prophylaxis, like preventing the coming onslaught of COVID, but it also works um, during the acute phase whenever your life is hanging in the balance. And then it also works for long COVID. Hmm. So it, it basically masks the spike protein yeah. from entering a human cell. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of like, this is something that has a lot of research behind. Um, Nobody is wanting to jump on this bandwagon because certain groups like the CDC are saying not to use it. Yeah. But we're seeing amazing results. Like New Delhi is one of the ones mm -hmm. that had huge declines and then Mexico is another one yeah. with the actual Mexican Ministry of Health Minister of Health saying um, we did our own internal research we're going to hand these out pill pop them just yeah. take it's like five bucks pill yeah. pop them yeah. um, the difference so so the other one so there's ivermectin and there's uh, remdesivir okay yeah remdesivir yeah. yeah that does pretty much the same thing but it costs a whole lot more mm -hmm. And the people who are pushing the treatments for these type of medicines are pushing remdesivir well, yeah. because it costs more. Yeah. But they pretty much do the same thing. And we're seeing better results from ivermectin It's because it's also cheaper. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if antiparasitics are working amazing on this, on COVID, could COVID be a parasite, a type of parasite? 
And one of the, when, when I, that video I sent you that popped off on TikTok, mm-hmm. one of the doctors was part of a group who started trying to research this. Um, and there hasn't been a whole lot of research backing COVID being a parasite. No. But she says that that is a, a probable idea that it could be a parasite. And when they, when they initially tried to research ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, they almost got uh, disbanded from, or they almost got their license removed mm-hmm. and they got investigations put into them because they were trying to research alternative ways even prior to the vaccine. Yeah. So again, censorship makes me curious about possibilities of well, where we're even going with this. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a lot there. There's, there's mean, a lot there's there. So that, much that's, there. That's the problem. That's one of the five-hour podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's just the frogs are gay. Yeah. Yeah. We can wrap up, man. Um. Yeah. That was good. I mean, it wasn't wasn't good, but it wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? It's definitely a six out five point five out of ten type of podcast. What was the first podcast? Oh, I had no idea. Again, I don't remember anything we talked about, so I can't really <laughs> reliably review it. <laughs> what is your uh, favorite podcast so far? I know you've only listened to like a handful of them. If that what was the one that kind of stuck out to you. Oh, it's always the most random ones that I enjoy the most. Like, it's always just like I listened to Frank's recently. Oh, yeah. And I just I just that was just really interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like you've had a you've had a ton of really like interesting great podcast but it's just the ones that are just the ones i must like the, that i enjoy the most personable you know? stories man exactly i love them yeah because exactly. i've had i've had some amazing people on yeah i've had politicians oh, mayors yeah. from, from a lot of the areas while, yeah. they're, while they're running uh maddie parker was one of them jim ross one of them yeah. scott kane was one of them yeah. um each one from the cities and i love that man it was a great conversation each one of those but it's yeah. truly just fun to just talk with friends yeah and frank was one of those oh yeah yeah um and he, he gave a very interesting, inter- interesting perspective on the Jehovah's Witness yeah. insides. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, like I said, I've, I, you know, I've, I've hung out with him and I, you know, I know him and stuff. It's just like you get so much more when you just listen to somebody like actually have to talk about it in, 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 in depth, you know, and it was just, it was really good. Right. He's just, dude, dude, so, he's a cool dude. So we podcasted and then like, that was probably what, a month ago, maybe yeah. about a month ago. And about a week ago, I got my first Jehovah's Witness message in my inbox. Interesting. Telling me to come and be a part of the Jehovah's Witness conference. You should. I don't know if that was like, ba- I don't know if they send these out based on like keywords that yeah. I, I put online. Yeah, I, uh, first time I've had Jehovah's Witness, it was so after we, the podcast. Are we going to do a... Frank? Yeah. <laughs> we going? Do we need a Jehovah's Witness card or something <laughs> to get into this conference? Or It's a very tight-knit community, apparently. Apparently. So. Yeah. I'd be down. Zach. Thanks, bro. Yes, sir. Love you. Love you, too.